Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your hosts, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. All right, here we go. Al Gore is back, your favorite host of Inside the Firm. What do you want to say, Lance? What do you want to say? What do you want to say? It's about time. Yeah. It's about time. He's back. So last, last podcast. Got a fresh haircut. Yep. I wasn't here. It was a good podcast. Had Best. All the Tremendous. Yes. The guys carried Lance, as we know. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so um, I want to hear of Al version. So uh, there'll be some Friday where I'm not here. Yeah, and I want Al to do the same thing and see what that like ends but up being. Bring like. the guys, same thing, maybe. Sure, but in I your own know. way, we'll do something cool. Something cool. Lots of high fives. Many high fives. So I want to. You kind of talked about it a little bit last week, but um, I'm I'm so excited for kickoff meetings. And let me, I want to explain how this project went. So a lot of times when you get a project, uh, a, a developer will come to you, and Lance, I know you have this. Like, hey, great project. And you kind of get excited, but if you've done stuff for a while, you realize, hey, until it's signed, don't worry about it, right? But So it's literally months delay, and then it gets signed, and then it's like rush, 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 right. rush, 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 rush. So this project that we did, we did slightly different. There was <clears throat> a road issue, and the problem was the road between the, these two projects, we're managing one and other firms doing the other one. The city wanted one type of road and the fire said we want a completely different road and they would not go back and forth they wouldn't talk they would talk but like it got nowhere for a year literally for a year so that's literally like why i was brought in and then i said i got great civils so then we made a plan said we're going to figure out the road with the city and we did that then we're going to figure out the road with the fire and then we did that and it literally took um, you know two two and a half months and then we'll go with the project. So what that's it like, okay, you got your answers now, but you always have to, there's always trade-offs and the trade-offs were, it took, took longer, right? It was literally like, we didn't do nothing. We didn't spend any money, but figuring out that road, figuring out the fire now do the building. Right. So, so it, it was also the developer's idea to do it that way. But like architects can tell, you know, uh, developers, Hey, here's the issue like you can kind of lead because you know how it's going to go you know what i mean like lance you've done these projects right right so then after we figured out that i de- i decided let's have a kickoff meeting and i'm sure a lot of people do a kickoff meetings but i feel like this wasn't happening before and that's before what before i got involved okay. with, with this because there was another big project and it, it, everything like people just weren't communicating and stuff like that so i got Everyone together showed them the concept and basically the kickoff meeting was to show them the concept and then say, the only thing I want you guys to do is to review basically the building and then the code. So landscape, what are your codes? Structure, look at the heights and if beams are going to be deep enough and stuff like that. For what we've provided, yep. And then give give a response. Um, And I need to follow up with some of them because I didn't do it in my timeline. So I'm going to write that down. There you go. Write that down, Mr. Uh, Gore. Follow up. Okay. And it went great. I'll tell you, you want to know who responded the most clearly and quickly? I do. Do you want to guess? 
out of all the all the consultants yeah the landscape you good no interior designers what yeah they nailed it like 12 points on time on the day wow yeah are these our go-to or these these are girls oh nice um, I'll, let me uh, shout out, and I'll just say who it is. It's, yeah. it's, it's AI Studio. Uh, let me see if I can find their website real quick. If you can, if because I they're they're great, and if anybody's looking in Denver for people, AI Studio. Uh, I don't know. I can't find them, but they're great. So it's um it's Michelle Pierbolt and Stephanie Holmes. What was awesome about them? So I met with them on Wednesday this last week. Uh, for a little t- teeny tiny tenant finish in Boulder, but it's going to be a high end, high end little project. And uh, they had a proposal out and back to the client. When we met in the morning, they had a proposal out by four p.m. Oh, they're and awesome. I go, holy cow! You guys are, and I said, like, that's amazing, ladies. Hashtag impressed. This was in a text message to them, and they're like, well, we learned from the best. I'm like, aw. But yeah, they, uh, they, that it just goes to show, you know, how quickly, how, how fast I think, you know, people appreciate you moving and stuff like that. And yep. it's also funny, like, giving people the gut check. So I had this happen with a couple clients here in this. Literally, I was like within an hour from sending out the proposal uh, on Thursday morning after we met with this other client, and they said, when, uh, you know, I need to, how's the proposal coming? Oh, I'm just looking at it and stuff. As soon as you give it to him, then it's silence. I love that. I, I just love like this rush up to it. Hey, here's a number. Ah, cricket, cricket. Nah. It's, and honestly, it happens with us too, especially with this like development. It's yeah. been, can I see some numbers? And then, oh. Yeah. AIstudiogroup.com. There you go. Shout out. Um, so then I'm... Uh, I'm having problems with another project and I won't go into that. And I was talking to my wife about it and I said, I need to relook at these at literally how I think about architecture differently to solve these problems. Right? Because what happens is that you get into these time crunches again, where like, just think about the project that I just mentioned. It kind of sort of got delayed by two months, but we did it the right way. Right. And then we did a kickoff to do deconfliction basically from the beginning Instead of just saying everyone go and then like getting everyone to work and then it comes into a big confliction thing. Because I was explaining to my wife how how it works is like every building has different parts. Like you could have a a garage, you could have a residential part, you could have a lobby, you could have, you have your facade, you have your structural, you have your mechanical. And each one of them, how I feel like I was looking at before is literally not just 14, but 38 balls in the air. 38, juggling 38 balls. A lot, yep. I go, how I have to look at it is I have to separate and go and literally think, okay, this is a garage space or this is a bedroom. What are the issues with the bedroom? And this is where I'm getting that. So this new project, the one that I've actually been talking about, mm-hmm. we're going to have one unit, well, one type, right? We'll probably have two types, but one type of the units has a bedroom in the back. It doesn't have a window in the front. And... I've done my code research and I'm like, I think we can do this like this because of the rules with a door with a door. You can do mechanical openings and I'll I'll go through kind of how we're going to do it. But here's the problem. And here's the problem I was running in with this other project. You don't know what you don't know. Yep. You have no idea what you don't know. Yep. So in my head, I played this scenario. I go, okay, I could say that this is going to be counted as a bedroom and this is fine. Right. And then we could go down four months down the, the line Five months. Do the whole building design an envelope based off of this layout, and and I could be wrong. And then guess what I just did? Not only screwed over our own architecture, 
mechanical has to change. Everything has to change. The whole layout change. Everyone's redoing everything. Maybe even almost from scratch again. Great job, Al. You know how terrible that would be. Terrible. So, so what I did is like, no, okay. I need to solve this bedroom. I can't think about the million different issues. Anything else is one thing because it's such a hinge point. Yep. So I go, I'm going to call Colorado Code Consultants. Shout out to them because I I called him, left a message. He called back that same day and I explained the issue and I go, I want to pay you to do a code study and tell me if I'm thinking about this correctly. And he goes, okay, the issue with bedrooms are a couple. First, um, you need natural light. And you can supplement that with artificial light. So you can get by that requirement. Then you need um, ventilation. And, you know, you can do that through a window or you can do it mechanical. And we went, like, there's 8% ventilation, stuff like that. But essentially, you can do ventilation. And then you need, you know, a closet. And he goes, when we were, you know, reviewing all this, we realized. So I think he's, like, on the committee with, like, Denver and all these, you know, like, what what codes are going to be accepted and whatnot. We realized that you could do a bedroom without a window. And the thought in the industry was no one would make those because they wouldn't sell. Nobody would buy them, rent them. Yep. And he goes, well, now that's not true. People will buy it. So he goes, your thinking is correct. You can do what you are proposing. Yeah. And I go, hey, I just don't want to be the guy that calls you, gets quick information, whatever. Like, can I pay you for your time or something? Because it put me, you know, ease of mind. Yeah. Right. And he goes, he goes, no, if I can answer something quick like that, we'll do it. If, if you have bigger issues or something like that, I, I hope that you'll come to me. Oh, I nice. Wrote, Seriously, this is real. How did yeah. you find these guys? Um, I kind of knew about them, but then we were, I was talking to, uh, it was another project and I was talking to another architect um, and he said, hey, we use Colorado Cold Consultants and they're awesome. So shout out to them. Um, if you're in Colorado, of course, give them a call. I'm, I'm sure they're not, these are IBC, IRC codes, all this. If it was IRC, we couldn't do it. IBC, we can. That's one of the differences. Really? Yep. So, um, let's say you're in North Dakota and they don't have North Dakota cold consultants. Call these guys. They'll either point you to the right direction or Yeah, sure. Maybe they, yeah, maybe they know Jim Bob has a business up there. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or yeah, they might be able to answer it. So, Again, I'm, I'm trying to preemptive some of this stuff. So I was talking to Katie, our friend from, uh, man, Vanderlei Architects. Can you pull that up while I'm telling you this? You know who I'm talking about? Go ahead. So anyways, Katie from school. We know her from school. Uh, she's up at a firm. She's a, a principal up there. And she does podium style construction with residential on top and like 300 units, stuff like that. We, we've worked with them on different renderings and stuff like that. And I said, hey, I'm going to talk to some of my Denver friends because in, in a while, I'm going to want to show the concept and, and go over again my thinking. Like, hey, I'm doing podium. I have this spacing. You know, the mechanical's running here. I want someone to say like, okay, we've went through this. This looks good, but this is the issues that we had. This is what you're not thinking about, blah, blah, blah. And I said, would it be okay, you know, if we talk to you guys about that and just, you know, an hourly fee to review and just go over it. And I go, I'll probably come up with a list of questions. Like I don't know about, right. She goes, yeah, absolutely. And then where, why I'm telling you this is that we could either do that with them, their firm, because they're non-compete because I was thinking about some of the architects that we know yeah. down South and I, I would be happy to talk to them, but, um, they might be like, Oh, why am I going to give right. this guy? And then my second thought after, like, man, maybe we go sit down with Colorado Cold Consultants too. 
yeah you know just say hey what are the, the issues that you know you see or you know stuff like that so um, but I do like doing Katie too because you know they're in construction so she's like I'm dealing with phone calls all the time so maybe it's like man we get phone calls about this all the time make sure you detail that or you know I don't even know something mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. so there you go give them a shout what's their website Al what oh oh I thought you were looking up no, no, no. I'm not talking about... So I, I couldn't find Katie. I'm sorry. I, I was I talking it. about the Colorado Code Consultant people. Well, can you look that up while I'm looking up Katie? Sure. I thought you would just have just know that. Yeah. Colorado Code Consultants. That's a thing, huh? Yep. Consultants. Colorado Code Consulting? Are you sure that's what it is? Could be that, too. Uh, that's 303. Yeah, there's there's Vanderwall there. Architects. Oh, okay. They're the other ones. They're in South Dakota. So if you're in South Dakota, North Dakota region, they do projects all over. I'm, I'm sure they're a little bit more expansive than that too. Um, but they do great work. We've seen their stuff. Cool. Coolio. That's all I got, Lance. Yeah. I'm out of here. Peace out. That was it. That's a podcast. Just kidding. Um, so I've got a, I've got a little, uh, just a little tiny, a little tiny Lance story. And so I was watching city council meetings because that's what I do now on Tuesday night. I at least always watch the comment question, the comment um, period, right? So they start their city council meeting. They say the Pledge of Allegiance. They kind of outline the agenda a little bit. Um, and then and then it's public, public comment to be heard. And sometimes it's two people talking. Sometimes it's 50, 60, uh, just like hours of people going up there for three minutes at a, at a, at a clip, right? So one of the things that's been coming up in our town lately has been there's been some opposition to how they're funding the lo- the local airport and there's a subsidy that goes into funding the airport and the the cities and, and a lot of people who are advocates for the airport say like yeah we need this because of like emergencies and stuff which is valid because there was in 2013 we had a major major flood here so there so people did need to be like airlifted in and out fema got called to the, you know like there there's there's legitimacy to needing an air, a local airport to get to get emergency um, helicopters and, and planes and stuff like that in and out for supplies. Who knows? Like, if there's ever a major natural disaster, right? Who, who's who's paying for this city? The city the city subsidizes it. Okay. Yep. So then, but then there's a lot of people, a lot of NIMBY folks that are uh, tired that uh, have bought a house in. <laughs> I quote: One guy bought a house, went up there spoke and he was all complaining so he buys a house in this neighborhood and then complains and says he's a victim of the planes going over the, his house so there's all sorts of people right so i'm i'm listening and being entertained by the whole thing and, and working at the same time it's late it's like 7 p.m does it ever hit them and i'm sure the city council knows this but like so you the airport was there you chose to buy a house i hope there's does so, that ever come up i hope there's well i don't meaning, know meaning like in their brain the, no 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 I, I don't know how much the city council can tolerate, but like a lot. Uh, here's a question: a Like, did you buy the house knowing there was an airport? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yes. Okay. What? Yeah. What? Same thing with the railroad tracks. Anyway, so, but so there's been a lot of opposition in the last couple of weeks. There's in the last three or four meetings that I've watched, it's been it's been more people complaining about the airport literally and then wanting them to like why can't this be privately funded like why and i i'm a, I'm a private sector guy so i get it i if you if you can it's best to be is the least amount you have to deal with the government from a financial standpoint the more you can stand it on your own right so like why wouldn't you want the airport to be financially independent right then they don't have, they don't have to complain about it uh, it's still a valuable asset to the community because i do i do believe it is a valuable asset to the community 
And selfishly, I want a plane when I'm 40 so then I can take off from Longmont and escape the apocalypse, stuff like that. But oh, yeah. there was a there. But this last city council meeting, there was a majority a majority of the speakers as it, as it pertained to the airport came out in positivity. So, you know, like there was an airport manager that came out. Then there was a, a, a gal that came out that said she that she goes, we've lived we've lived in that neighborhood for 38 years. And uh, she goes, it's not a big deal. She goes, we're just not, it's not as crazy as everybody says. You know, it's, it's not as loud as it is. And then there was one guy that got up and he, and he stood out more than anybody is he goes, Hey, I'm a local business. I'm a local businessman. I, my, my business is actually headquartered in Boulder. I can't afford to live there, but I, so I live in Longmont and I chose to live in Longmont for that reason. And then also, so I can be close to the airport. He goes, because I use Longmont Vance brand airport to go back and forth between like here and Utah. And he goes like in Salt Lake City, he's like, I go to Salt Lake because then I do all this consultation to get like products from China and stuff like this. He explained this whole thing. He's like, it's two hours. He goes, you don't understand how valuable that is to me, like in my business and getting it, you know, being able to cut time and all this other stuff. Right. And he goes, he goes, I'm, I'm with you about now trying to privatize this thing. And uh, he goes, so me and a group of, you know, he pointed back to that crowd and stuff. And he goes, we're getting together and we're going to come up with a plan to present to you guys. Hmm. And it, I instantly, and I was, I literally text you, but I think you were sleeping because you didn't text Probably back till the morning. I'd like to sleep. Yep. Because mm-hmm. this was, this was later. Uh, if I don't go to the meetings, I'm in bed by 930. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I mean, I, yeah, exactly. So, uh, so I text you and I go, I'm going to, yeah, I go, did you see that guy about the plane? I'm going to email him right away. I so, think I flicked off my phone. Totally fair. Yep. So I so I did. So immediately, this was at, oh God, it was, let's see what time I emailed. Looks like I emailed at like 10 at night. So I so I, I, I looked up the guy. I actually had to rewind the video so you, you can watch our city council meetings on YouTube. I had to rewind the video and I found <clears throat> found out exactly who he was. I had to do a little bit of research and figure out exactly, you know, his website. Reached out to him and I sent an email and I said, Hey, uh, good evening. I'm the owner of F9 Productions, Inc. We are Longmont's premier architecture firm. I'm reaching out to get in touch with, you know, whatever his name is. I'm not going to say it. As I just watched uh, him at the Longmont City Council meeting tonight on 10-2-18. I'd like to see if we can be of service and help with the airport proposal. We are great visual artists and would like to help. Uh, please have him get in touch with me if interested for coffee or lunch. Woke up the next day, woke up the next day, and there was an email waiting in my inbox for me. And then it said, Lance, thanks for reaching out to me. We can certainly use your help. I am swamped tomorrow. I would love to speak with you later a week. Boom. So then we emailed back a few times. Yesterday, I was all stoked. I even had to write, wrote like three paragraphs in the Entree Architect community explaining like this is one of the big things I've learned as a, as a, as a new uh, architect developer. Hey, uh, you can actually, if you pay attention to city council meetings, uh, first of all, you have to if, you, if you're going to do develop land development, and you probably should anyway if you're if you're an architect in the, in a one of the one of the leading architects like in your area, because you need to be aware of like any kind of zoning changes that are coming about. What if they're trying to do affordability stuff, stuff that's going to affect you and your clients and everything like that. But what the beautiful thing is, and why I posted in the Ontario Architect community, because I'm like. There you go. This just turned into a lead. Like, what a great place for to hear about a lead. When else would you've ever heard about that? And you know, you and I, we'll run at anything. Like, cool. And I would. So I would love to see if we can land this airport expansion. 
that that is that is great so speaking of that like getting your own work by offering your services and your talent reaching out an email how how many times have we said this like just send an email yeah i've been meaning to post on the entree architect community so if you're not on oh, that yeah you haven't done that yet <laughs> yeah, yeah. let's fail it's on facebook entree architect community this is the first you're hearing about it you are out of the loop <laughs> you need to get into the loop go and sign up there but in, in case i never get around to it so some of you might know when Amazon was doing all their stuff about picking a second headquarters, we made up a design for Denver, right? Got a bunch of press. It was totally worth it. We actually got projects, townhome projects, not a skyscraper, townhome projects, because now our community know, knew about us and they said, oh yeah, we're looking for an architect. You're obviously an architect. Well, let's meet. We need to do a townhome. Great. That's what we do all the time. But anyways, the USA Today contacted me and they wanted our information and images in case they chose Denver. And I got, and she called me, and we were talking. Um, so our stuff will be used uh, if they choose Denver. But anyways, somehow we got on the subject, and she was like, "Yeah, not not every city did this." And it ticked my head at first, like, "Oh, we can design for other cities, but we do not have time to that." So she gave me a list of cities that she does not have stuff for, and I'm not going to give out her email because it'd probably be crazy. You can email me if if you're interested in this. AKG at f9productions.com akg at f9productions.com if you are interested in designing an amazon headquarters just a rendering um for these cities let me know atlanta columbus indianapolis nashville pittsburgh raleigh that was those, that's the finalist list right well those just... are the ones she doesn't have stuff for she doesn't have an image for right but I, what, so what i'm I, i'm guessing this is what this is what where that list came from just so everybody knows is Amazon selected they they 20. took it down all the way down to twenty. Yep. So, so if you're if you're a listener in one of those cities, Atlanta, Columbus, Indianapolis, Nashville, Pittsburgh, Raleigh, and you're an architect. It, it literally took me two days. It would, but, well, yeah. But Alex, to, to his credit, is, is pretty fast. Um, so if you can dedicate some amount of time to put some kind of presentation together, it just could be it could be like the simplest concept plans ever. In your city, I would jump on this because yeah. what's going to happen is is what we think is going to happen, right? Is that USA Today is going to is going to is looking to build a story around whatever they're getting ready for the announcement, which is supposed to happen yep. by the end of the year. Once Amazon picks, yep. then then if you have a design ready, great, you'll get in USA Today. How about all that free press? Exactly. Thank you, inside the firm. Yep. And and I said, hey, can you make sure that you credit us on it? She's like, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, oh, like if if they pick if when they pick Denver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some on this list. They could easily pick Raleigh. They could pick Atlanta because it's such a hub for the airport. It's on the East Coast. Yeah, Atlanta. Uh, the Atlanta airport is massive. Exactly. And and that's that's the other thing is like a lot of people think it is going to be the East Coast because of the time and that's kind of where everything starts and it drives almost everything. You know, yeah. you can argue California, but yeah, but they're already there. I. They're already there, and the taxes are out of control. And you know, I'm not to say that you know it's not terrible on the East Coast, but there, there's places like Georgia. So Atlanta is actually a really good example of that. Georgia is, has once again led the nation as far as a state goes in growth because they they incentivize with a lot of low taxes and subsidies and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. Is it Georgia too that has? There's one of those southern states that has a lot of space stuff too. Yeah, I think it's Georgia. Anyways. Either way, reach out to Al Gore if you're in one of those cities, or tell one of your friends also, and share this share this episode with them. Even if you're not in one of those cities, but like you're familiar and you want to do it, 
Like if we had time, we'd probably, I don't know, pick a couple of them. Or if two. I was if I was a professor listening, and I know there's a few because I talked to one, shout out William, earlier this last week, out down in North Carolina. Yeah. How dare you if you don't make your one of your studios How dare you do this? And maybe you make Oh. No, it's great. So they said they'd pick by the end of the year. The end of, I know they probably have to have their plans in place, but pivot like a good professional. Pivot oh yeah, like a good professional. Exactly. Yeah. Make it happen. Heck yeah, yeah. So, are you gonna? Are you still gonna post that? Uh, yeah. Um, when you find the time. Yep. Also, if if you want an example of what we did, go to f9productions.com. We have that tab of featured projects. Amazon's on one of them, and you can see what we did. And basically, we designed one tower and then massing for the rest of it, oh. and then put it in Google Earth. I did one rendering straight out of Red, Revit. Did some Photoshop. Even now, I'm like, ooh, I want to add more cars and people to that, but I'm not going to. Um, yeah. And that was that was good enough. Yeah. All right, I think it's it's been over two weeks, and now we're finally getting back into uh, time with our bestie. Oh, I love our bestie. Here he is, Nick with Nick Reads. Hello, best friends. I hope you had a great week this week. A reading. Obviously, there is no such thing as a single modern style or a singular manifestation of modernism as an architectural doctrine. But there are commonalities of consciousness that characterize the modern impulse over time. The most general is the commitment to newness, the conscious break with the past that virtually defines the modern temper. Unlike the Renaissance, which was named only later by critics of a subsequent age, modernity self-consciously announced itself as new, modern, even revolutionary from the moment of its inception. In making this leap, modern architecture, like modern society, did not jettison the past entirely, but instead reworked part of it dialectically to meet the demands of the present. Nor did the best architects strive for novelty for its own sake, or in the pursuit of a new or avant-garde style. Instead, most were seeking solutions to the problems posed by their time, for which the existing practices no longer seemed adequate. The Modern Impulse by Peter Gluck A question. Daiquiris or margaritas? Toodles! I gotta answer the most important question first and that would be strawberry daiquiris i mean i think margaritas are good but if you get this is why if if i put some real strawberries sometimes banana too i'm actually being more healthy so a strawberry well, daiquiri it's like vodka, it's kind of like vodka and gatorade like does it almost get any healthier as a young man no so <laughs> <laughs> that's literally that's so funny Sorry, powerading that's that's what I would drink is Gatorade and vodka. <laughs> oh, so I'm and, hydrating at the same time? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> During college. And then when when Annie and I would go to football games at CSUCU, we'd do st- <laughs> strawberry daiquiris, vodka. So, like, I've just been healthy drinking exactly. my whole life. Wow, it's amazing. Yeah. You? Congratulations. Mm, yeah. I don't know. It depends. It's honestly a situational depends. call. It's, it's very situational. For me, it's even. If it's so, if it's... I don't know. See, that's, I don't know. Margarita? God. 
If I'm on the beach, how am I not going to have a margarita? Okay. I agree with that. But okay. then also, picture yourself on a beach. It's hot. And someone brings you a strawberry daiquiri. Fake news. Don't oh. want it. All right. He's going to have to make two drinks when we come down there. <laughs> you're going to have to You're gonna have to be ready. You're going to have to be ready. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, God, what but was, you know what's tasty? Okay. A margarita is more refreshing. But a daiquiri is more... Nourishing. Uh, it, is more satisfying. Mm. I think it's more satisfying, right? You get the whipped cream. You, maybe you do have a little bit of fruit. It's a slushy mix, right? Yeah. Cherry on top. Mm. Tasty. Tasty. Uh, to the second point, his actual reading. So, I've everyone knows at least a cursory knowledge of modernism. But I like the explanation of some of modernism is just trying to do something different from the past. And I think that that's valid. Some, some of it is. Like, some a, like a smaller... Okay. Or maybe a larger po- portion of it is essentially, oh, okay, this is what's normally done. We have to do something different. Um, and w- what's interesting about it is that like... So look at this project that I brought up from Arc, uh, Arc Daily. It's called Fly Spot in Warsaw, right? Okay. It looks modernism. It looks kind of crazy. It looks like it could have been built by... Who was that architect that did um, Lance the, the colleges up in North Dakota... Uh, not Warner Von Marcel Bra- Marcel Breuer Breuer yeah. right formed concrete and all that craziness right so this kind of looks weird like it could have been built in the 1920s but when you look at what it actually is it takes it a while it's one of those fly you know where you pretend that you're flying you're flying yep yeah. you're flying yeah. in the tube and it goes around right and instead of just making it pure like a pure box right well wind is turbulent it's crazy it throws <laughs> you out so like the facade does that sort of also so it i suspect that this came from like hey we want to do something different not just the same thing and then once you started to explore and make something different it came back rational like oh that does make sense that the facade is is kind of crazy I, see i've always looked at modernism from the standpoint of it, it was a backlash from victorianism you know, it was a backlash from like traditionalism. It was a backlash from like Art Deco, even. How about that? But it's, it's really ev- from Art Deco, where you like all of those things. Like we're tired of decoration. We just trying to shake it off, and then you, you know we had internationalism, right? Luc Corbusier. Yep. It's just a. It's a like you're trying to refine and get down to just basics and purity and clarity. That that to me, that's what it's always been. I think you're saying the same thing, and. Which is true, but then sometimes you can just boil down to the essence, but sometimes modernism is like, okay, the essence, and now we want to play with it to make it different. Because it is that, oh, we want to do, we're backlashing against all those things. And the different way to say that is like, oh, we're just doing something different. Well, I think blob architecture is trying to be different. You know, yeah. like I've always said that about Gary, like, ah, he's just, it's like the next evolution in being different. That's all it really, it boils down. I mean, he's a master at it. I don't deny that. He, gets, yep. he figures he got all the proportions down. And then I think Zaha Hadid brought it to a more refined state was, okay, I'm going to be different. It's accepted because of Gary, but now I'm going to be more like brush strokes and like smoothness. And then, and then that related like, yeah, why aren't our buildings? Right. And then there, obviously, I mean, there was a, you know, femininity in all of her work, you know, it just, it just exuded feminism yeah. right yeah. i mean i mean i mean and i mean in that in a very positive way like you yeah. know the curvy and you know graceful yeah. and all that kind of stuff yeah if you're making a round stadium why not make it curvy and cool you know sure i mean you make a hundred stadiums a year one yeah. of them should be like that yeah so when you go to build your house what are you gonna do oh i 
You already got it in your stupid head. Yeah, it's gonna be stone and glass on the south side with overhangs, um, and then it's. But gonna like be modern, you're going for like insane modern, or are you gonna do like kind of what I did, where you know, well, I mean, I'm in an HOA situation, so I had to have like a suburban modern, is what yeah. I call it. I want to go more modern, not as brutal. Um, but the only thing is that I'm fighting back against is I, I always thought on the north side I'd have a straw bale wall, and I might wrap it not in stucco but like in wood or something like that. Who who knows? But the thing is, like, when I move straw bales, have you ever noticed this? Like, if you're semi-allergic to it, you'll get little red marks. Like, do I want half of my house filled out with something that no, I'm slightly... you don't. Exactly. So, yeah. I might have to nix that, that part. Yeah. Now I want to. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Nick. We missed you. We missed you, bud. We really missed you. And now, on to our second best friends with ARE Jeopardy. A flitch is a a large timber from which veneers are cut. B a fine grain wood. C a tool used to apply varnish. D a metal orb that when captures captured ends the quidditch match. <laughs> Yep, one more a time. A flitch is A, a large timber from which veneers are cut. B, a fine grain wood. C, a tool used to apply varnish. D, a metal orb that when captured ends the quidditch match. Tough one. Tough are you one. sure you didn't? I didn't write this? I don't know why I feel like I wrote this. Because I stole the way you did things. Oh, just you did, picked you, a definition and then wrote the answers and made up three. You other did ones. put you did put Quidditch. So yeah. that's that's, that's you. That's, that's you. Yeah, you wanted to put that. Flitch. All right, we have A A A. You are all correct. Piece of cake. One one one. What's the middle in between two pieces of wood? Oh, yeah. yeah. Grass Yeah. All right. Question two. A door latching assembly that will open the door if subject to pressure is called A, lock and key. B, pressure release system. C, panic hardware. D, latchy boy. A, latchy boy. (laughs) That's an easy one, right? Right? It's clearly got to be latchy boy. Are we Nothing good? C. Nope. You got to go. I. This is the new rule. This yeah. is the new rule, right? Yeah. I already said one answer, so yep. you just got to. B, C, B. The answer is C. Panic hardware. So, 2, 1, 1. So, 2, 1, 1. Yep. 2, 1, it, 1. No, 1, 2, 1. That's it. You know what I'm saying. 1, yeah. 2, 1. Yeah, yeah. 1, 2, 1. My turn? Your turn. Your turn. Go to question, not three, but four. Oh, okay, you were going to leave yours to the tiebreaker? Yep. All right, fair enough. All right, number three. Any alloy, sorry, an alloy steel generally containing more than 10% chromium, in addition to smaller amounts of other elements, such as nickel and manganese, it is resistant to heat, oxidization, corrosion, and an acid tack. 
Is it A, mild steel, B, steely boy, C, stainless steel, D, steel composite? And we just now read them once, Al? No, no, no. It, the only reason I stopped it is because I read Jason's answer. So I wasn't going to oh, give him an extra time. Oh, that's not fair. Yeah. One more time. The whole question. Just the answer. A, mild steel. B, steely boy. C, stainless steel. D, steel composite. Okay. I got my guess in. What's your guess? Well, I okay, can't Okay. It. Sorry. All right. Ready? C. 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 I, stainless steel. It is correct. Okay. That's my guess, too. Nice. So now it is three. Now it's two, two. Two, three, two. Okay, here we go. Can Jason hold on to his lead? Pressure, pressure. How does he operate under pressure? What is a quick setting gypsum plaster used in areas exposed to moisture known as? A, keen cement. B, quick set plaster. C, fast crete. D, speed crete. I'll read it again. What is a... Quick-setting gypsum plaster used in areas exposed to moisture known as A, keen cement, B, quick-set plaster, C, fastcrete, D, speedcrete. I know the answer, B, is it's marked. All right, are we ready? Nope. Thank God for Al's music. It's amazing. All right, let's see. We have C, C, B, B, B. B. The answer is A. So Jason wins. Jason retains his lead. Congratulations. Yeah. Keen cement. No one gets that, and I don't blame them. Yep. Um, So, Jason, you get to pick the place, and we'll probably leave right after this. Um, So we will be back with the ending credits. All right. Thank you for another... uh, listening to another episode of Inside the Firm. If you're interested in learning Revit, we are having an uptick at uh, revitrocketship.com. Um, honestly, people, I've, I've been looking at some other people's templates. Residential mainly is uh, for architecture and what you are going to experience with the lift training and the lift resources, uh, basically it's template and how it's set up, is really, really good. Um, if, if you don't like it, let me know guaranteed get your money back but you might as well go and give it a try and invest some in yourself because that's how you'll get a good reward um, it's helped us out it's been our template that we've not only honed through our eight ten years of doing this but also through teaching at cu seeing you know what kids trip up on and then teaching professionals also so you know, nothing is, is perfect, but we feel like this is a system that's well, 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 well worth its money. And again, if, if you're like, ah, this is not for me, I didn't learn anything from it, uh, give me a chat, my email's on there and all that, and, and we will definitely work something out. So no fear there, never had a problem with that. That's all I got, Mr. Lance. We've had a lot of people joining um, uh, the Inside the Firm uh, special group. So there's a group. So if you go to, if you go to Facebook and look up Inside the Firm, there's a page. I would encourage everybody who listens to it just to like it and follow it. So we gain some followership there. But then there's also a little uh, group that we have that's associated with it um, where you can – it's a closed group. Uh, we have to admit you in. We'll vet you a little bit, obviously. You know, we're looking for other architects or business owners and stuff like that. Um, and that, so join that, and uh, we're going to try to be a little bit more active in there, ask us questions, um, and then uh, tell all your friends. 
Tell all your friends about this podcast, especially if you are a professor. I spoke with a couple, I spoke with one earlier this this week, and uh, and then there's also students that listen to this. So we would love it if you guys uh, just help us grow this podcast and grow other people's knowledge as well. Oh, you were uh, going to say something. I was. Thank you, Lance. Uh, we sold 34 books of the Creativity Code last month, which I think is maybe a record. So um, it's a book about architecture design. If you are into any of those architecture books, you'll like this one too. I don't know if there's a guaranteed return. It's through Amazon. I make a buck. So if you don't like it, you wasted 12 bucks. <laughs> That's on you. But it's it, it, it's what we've been hearing. I honestly, I know this is coming from you know the guy who wrote it, but think it's very helpful. Reminders of the foundations um, and e- even how we apply fundamental thoughts to creating new ideas too. So I think you'll like that too. Find the creativity code on Amazon. Tweet at us, email us, check us out, and uh, we'll see you next week.